disturbing. Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars the Podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, we have the funny one, Wesley. Look, I found shiny jewels. The commentator, Andrew. The war is over. And our very own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. I'm tired of all these crabs. So it is no secret that uh, we've uh, not been on the airwaves lately. And it was it was kind of a surprise to me because mm. I've been recording every week. I just forgot to post. <laughs> Didn't have good service out here. It's like you tell the teacher, oh, I'm like 17 weeks late on this homework assignment, but I did it. Okay, I did it. I promise. You didn't get that? I swear I turned it in. <laughs> but it's it's good to be back. We have just recently celebrated Dork Wars' two-year anniversary. While we've probably been gone collectively uh, about half a year from all of our breaks. So it's kind of like 1.5, but whatever. Don't all anniversaries have like some kind of precious metal attached to them, right? So like this could be our uh, best car year. There we go. Ooh. I, I like that. Our best car it's year. related. Best car year. I'll give you some best car. You give somebody else some best car. We'll all get some best car, and then we'll bring it all together to make one suit, and we can well, share that suit. Well, why why do we have to give the best car to each other if we're just going to unite it all anyways? Because we're all just... It's a part of the ceremony, Blake. Why are oh. you so like unceremonious? All right, we I'm just want to. I'm trying to add some pomp and circumstance into Dwarf Wars the podcast, and you're really bringing it down. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'll I'll defer all the uh, ceremony. You'll, you'll be the uh, the uh, the ceremony guy from now on. The ceremony guy, Diedrich. Yeah, two years. We're we're gonna try to do some 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 different stuff this year uh, in Dork Wars. I'm gonna start posting some YouTube videos. Try to, you know diversify a little bit i think it's gonna be a fun time if any of these guys might want to join me on those sometime we will see um but yeah who knows who knows what's in store this year for dork wars so let's get into the news now hear this now hear this now hear this now you hear this whoever you starting off our news segment we have a rumor So there is a rumored Star Wars project called Ghost Track 17. It's the code name for this new project. Um, from John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I uh, sounds sounds pretty menacing, pretty cool. Ghost Track 17. So I don't. What I don't are they know. not on though? I thought they were like the top aside from Kathleen Kennedy. Like, why is it important to associate their names with this? Um, because anytime you see John Favreau's name or Dave Filoni's name, Star Wars fans just go nuts. Is it pomp and circumstance? Is it ceremony? <laughs> no, it's the exact opposite. It's like drunk lady oh, okay. on the front row of the concert. Uh, <laughs> I love those concerts. <laughs> and now I sound like a perv. <laughs> Why would a single man say that? Wesley, the pervy one. <laughs> for real everybody loves a dave matthews concert but ghost track 17 i don't know what this could be pertaining to it could be uh something totally new we haven't seen kind of like the skeleton crew maybe it has something to do with characters we already know but uh that's that's all the info do you guys have any speculations not at this time no i doubt. have a speculation i think a previous a previous type of thing that I've mentioned before is happening. I think we're getting some and, extra and type of other stuff. Like what some, might that be, Andrew? Like ghost hunting and law and order, you know, Jedi, SVU, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I've never <laughs> heard you say that ever. I, de I definitely have mentioned, I'll have to go find the exact podcast. I, it wasn't those <laughs> both things, but I was, I've mentioned that I think they should do like a horror movie. I think that'd be awesome to do a hold horror on, movie. A horror movie or SVU? Because those are two different <laughs> genres of things. It doesn't matter. Any genre that isn't like just Star Wars. I have mentioned on a podcast before some sort of like mystery investigation show. I've also mentioned that we should have a horror show. I have. I'll go back. 
You know what? We can edit it in. I believe you. I, be I think you have said something about horror, but we were talking specifically um, Jedi SVU. That's the first time we ever heard Jedi SVU. <laughs> yeah, because that would be sick. I mean, come on. Where did Yoda touch you? <laughs> mm. that's, that's not... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there could be ghost hunters. Who knows? Like Maybe force ghost hard. hunters? Like force ghost squad? No, yeah, in actual in actuality, I think Force Ghostbusters. Force Ghostbusters. I think in actual actuality, it'll probably end up being some something to do with, like you said, ghost or the uh, Force Ghost stuff. Yeah, that would be I thought you said that. You just said it, Force Ghost. I was oh. saying it'd be like a horror film, but it's oh, not going to yeah. be a horror. It's not going to be have like a horror theme. I mean, Star Wars isn't going to do that they should I, th I think we need a night on indoor movie so in other news dave Bat batista is uh exiting the mcu i don't think he's going to be playing drax the destroyer anymore um this is some stuff that i read here and there today and he says it's kind of a relief because drax is a silly performance and he wants like more dramatic stuff but i don't know i, I don't i don't see dave batista doing a whole lot of dramatic acting that's just me has he ever had the chance though that's true has I mean, he been boxed in so to speak maybe he was in maybe, dune maybe we're... yeah he's in dune and he's also just released in the glass onion movie on oh. netflix i think i've seen well, that play... it's more of a comedy role yeah so back in that thing and but in dune i'm sure he wasn't a, a, a comedic role right no no, Dune's super serious. There's like yeah. no comedic relief, really. He's, uh, but after looking it up, he's been in a couple of different serious things. Uh, just doesn't look like any of it's been. Like you know, have you heard of Final Score? Um, yeah, no, it has Pierce Brosnan in it. Hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't. So I haven't heard of it. It's just like a bunch of stuff like that. My Spy, Dune, Army of the Dead. Well, I mean, I, I hope I hope he gets his wish. I hope we get to see him in some more serious stuff. But I do hate that uh, he's not going to be Drax, man. Drax is hilarious. He's so like Drax is not like the main draw for the MCU. So I mean, that's not a huge loss for them. And Guardians of the Galaxy, that show is about to finish up anyway. Or that that movie's about to finish up anyway. So um, yeah, it, I think that part's concluded anyway. Do you think that means that none of the Guardians are coming back? Or do you think, like, Drax dies? Or he just goes off somewhere? I think he'll go off somewhere. Because they'll want to they'll leave the avenue open for him to return in five, ten years, whenever it is. Right, right. I heard some rumors, too, that, and this is, I didn't even have this on the docket, but uh, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downing Jr. might be coming back, I think, to the Avengers. So... I it's think not that's surprising to me at all. Oh, it's not surprising As, to me either. What do you mean? Is there going to be another Avengers movie? There's two slated right now. Um, Secret Wars and oh. um, Kang. Something with Kang. Kang's in the name. I can't remember it right off the top of my head. But yeah, because yeah, I thought they were going to move into the like the new generation of Marvel. I thought that's why a lot of them were quote unquote retiring from their characters. I think they try. I think this phase was like a trial, but like I don't think it's going as well as they hoped. I agree. Well, I mean, you got um, COVID in there. It started during COVID, and you had the new the shows. That's the first time they've had all these shows kind of interlocking the the movies and stuff. So they they tried out a lot of things, and I think it went well. I don't think it was a disaster, but I don't think it went as well as past phases. But I have my I have my opinions on that. I think Phase Four was a rebuild. We had that humongous climax there with Endgame, right? And Endgame was this awesome movie. You got all the heroes together, and once that's over, it's kind of like a soft reboot. I, I just think people are sick of Marvel. I think people have had ten years of Marvel. I think it's starting to happen with Star Wars too. I hate to say it, but. As long as they keep pumping out good content like Andor, you know what I mean? I don't think it'll ever die. 
but I think Star Wars is way more sparse with their material. Like, there's a new MCU show every month for a good seven, eight months. I mean, it was continuous MCU in your face for months. And Star Wars really hadn't done that much. We are going to be getting a ton of Star Wars here in the first half of 2023, though, because as soon as Bad Batch is over, it's going to literally roll right into Mando Season 3. But I think... I think it's different types of media too. Star Wars is I think they're hitting different demographics as well. So I think that Star Wars is I crazy. think uh, I will say this though. The Marvel animation is not as good as DC animation. From what the little bit I have seen, they kind of lose out in that market where their their movies beat DC like ten times out of ten, but the the animation is where DC shines compared to Marvel. Um, however, my I really agree. young son does watch a Spider-Man show, so I think they might be trying to hit like a really young market. Yeah, but I don't think there's any like real animated shows for the MCU other than What If. Fancy only one. There's a they do there's a there's a cartoon. They, they have like a Spider-Man and like X-Men and things like that. Yeah, but those aren't. Yeah, back it is in the an Avengers cartoon. Really, but it's really not. I guess it's hard with Marvel and DC. There's nothing like, coming out new. Yeah, like comic book continuity because, you know, it's all in the multiverse or whatever. But Star Wars, you know, all their stuff is canon and ties together. All those shows really didn't back in the day. And it definitely didn't tie to like the MCU now, really. But I will say, just a quick note about DC is they're going through a big turnover shuffle right now reboot baby full reboot yeah dork wars the podcast has a merchandise store merchandising merchandising what's that merchandising come i'll show you open up this door we've got dork wars the t-shirt dork wars the hoodie dork wars the coffee mug and yes we even have dork wars the war box filled with all sorts of goody treasures and stuff jewels like Wesley was talking about earlier anything you desire but that's not totally true we don't have a lot of money to put in one of those uh, so we just have our regular merch that you can wear and sport Dork Wars Podcast so go check that out and you can also check out our website DorkWarsPodcast.com there you can find the link to our merch store the link to our YouTube channel uh, we do lives uh, YouTube lives every other weekend, every other Saturday night at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific Time. So check all that stuff out. Go like the YouTube page. Go follow our socials. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all of those. Just type in Dork Wars Podcast and you will find us. Or go to DorkWarsPodcast.com where those links are at. Dork Wars Podcast is also part of the Red 5 Network. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. So guys, I am happy to say we are going to be talking about The Bad Batch Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2, Spoils of War and Ruins of War. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. They call themselves The Bad Batch. Before we move on, there are going to be heavy spoilers. We're going to spoil the whole thing right now, so we're going to play the spoiler warning. Attention. Spoilers. If you have not seen The Bad Batch Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2, turn off this podcast, go watch those two episodes, and then come back and listen to what we got to say. Or, or don't. You know, it's up to you. But um, first off, guys, what do we think of these two episodes? Uh, just in general, uh, if you're listening now, we assume that you watch the episodes. We're not going to go blow by blow, play by play. We're just going to talk about the episodes. So, uh, Diedrich, what what did you think about these these first two episodes? Kind of right off the bat, I really loved them. Um, I've really come a whole. 180 on the Bad Batch. I went in season one hating it pretty much. And then going back to Serrano, it's kind of the same thing of uh, 
when they went back to Mandalore in season seven of the Clone Wars, kind of going back to somewhere I've been a long time ago when I was either a young teenager or or an adult, I guess a young adult. I was just a young tad but, um, in the pond. Yeah, going back somewhere that I've seen in the Clone Wars, and I used to watch when I was like 13, 14. It was interesting to see. I really liked uh, going back into Dooku's house. Yeah, we've, we've been real heavy Dooku lately. I mean, Tales of the Jedi, and now we're, we're going back to his crib and trying to steal his stuff um, in the Bad Batch after his death. But, no, I agree. Very cool stuff. Wesley, what do you think of the Bad Batch so far? Just in general. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, I've enjoyed it. Not the best I've seen, but, yeah, it's good. Um, I was, and... I'll be the first to admit that I was impressed by what, by what Disney did at the end of the second episode. And uh, we, we already played the spoiler soundtrack, but yeah, when Admiral Rampart just capped Captain uh, Wilco. Right in the chest. I, I was dude. blown away. I was Man. like, he did it. They actually did it. <laughs> so I really like that too. Me too. Yeah. I- once that happened, I was like, no way. I mean, no way they just killed it right there in front of the kids. I've got some other comments to make about that. I think Wesley does too, but we should probably leave that for later. We'll come back to it, yeah. Yeah. We'll back when to we it. get in depth, we'll get in depth. Uh, but yeah, it, okay. I, I can see. I, I got you, Wesley. Uh, Andrew, what are your general thoughts on the Bad Batch so far? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed the first season. I thought there were a lot of filler episodes. Um, kind of felt that way about the first episode. I thought the first episode was kind of slow. But also, I think that's just because I felt like the first episode was half an episode. I feel like these episodes need to be... I, I don't know if I'm just used to 30 or 45 minute ep- episodes on everything else. But having 23, 22 minute episodes, it really felt like I had to have two episodes. So I'm hoping yeah. every week they release two. I, don't, I doubt they will. But no, I don't think that's. Um, I don't know. I thought the second episode was great. I thought the action was great. I thought the jokes were great. I thought uh, the drama was great. Just like uh, Wesley said, that was very surprising. But yeah. I'm going to agree with you there, Andrew. Um, on the first episode, it, it, it did feel a little slow to me. And. These episodes are connected. Um, their their whole story is connected. So it does feel like half an episode because we saw episode two and it completed kind of that chapter of the story, if you will. I, I liked how we're seeing the new or early Empire aesthetic where they just paint gray over all the Republic stuff because we, we see the gunships, we see the, the V-wings, we see the Venator capital ships, and they're all just like spray painted gray <laughs> they don't have the emblems on them yet, and they're not Star Destroyers, and they're not TIE Fighters, but they're just, like, slapping a coat of paint on it, calling it the Empire. I think that's I think that's a thematic thing as well as a practical thing on the bad guy side. Yeah, they really do just paint over all the old stuff. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, they, they can't just get brand new ships made in an instant. I mean, there's got to be a transition period. And I think it also highlights that it is right after the Empire rose. Like, it's, it's, yeah. this is like a month after, right? Or or maybe maybe two well, now, because we're in season two. But. Yeah, and I don't know how much time has passed, but Omega. 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 She's a, she definitely looks older. Um, Her hair has grown out a little bit more. Uh. Even her, like her features, she just looks like she's a little bit older. So maybe, I don't know, maybe six months, a year from the. I like how, like, the opening scenes, she looks like she's, like, she's grown a lot. She's tall, but then, like, the very next scene, uh, she looks very short compared to the other, <laughs> the rest of <laughs> the know, bad batch. To... Ricka, tick. Okay. Yeah, and she um, ends up showing her childlike side even in the second episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And. I want to make a I want to make a parallel here because at the beginning of the episode when she's sitting there uh with with um with Tech talking about the ships and stuff and she's kind of looking into the water and all the sea creatures are going it just kind of feels like feels like a Luke Skywalker moment like she's looking at the twin sons ready to do something you know like her her journey's really about to hop off and she's she looks very much like Luke in this episode like the haircut the more casual clothing, 
Like she, she's no longer wearing the Camino style clothing. She's put that in her oh, past. Gosh. So yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll make out with Boba Fett by the end of the season. What about the costume clothes? The costume change. What do y'all think about that? Because that's thematic too. I mean, they're now not with the Republic or the Empire. They're definitely trying to look different. They're their own brand, man. They reminded me of the Shore Trooper quite a bit. Disney has promoted stealing and shooting people in this episode, this, these couple episodes alone. Yeah, exactly. Stealing is fine, as long as you're stealing from a bad guy, though, because they were stealing from Count Dooku and or the Empire. Which, that's a reoccurring theme in Star Wars, though. I mean... I mean, have they promoted it, or are they just telling a story? I'm kidding. It's a joke, guys. It's a joke. I was trying to be funny. We don't do jokes. So, have y'all noticed that they don't give kids guns? Uh, Ezra had the little wrist blaster, right? In well, the, season one of Rebels. The lightsaber blaster. No, he had a little wrist thing. It was a little wrist ball shooter when he was like a, like a when he was peak Aladdin, season one. And then also look at uh, Omega. They gave her a bow, but they won't give a kid a blaster. Those are still guns. It's a weapon. I mean, the, the arrow... It is shooting the same kind of thing, you know, still shooting like a they are button. dying. The, she is killing people. She literally kills people. I don't think so. No, they all set their stuff to stun. All their guns were on stun. Yeah. Also in canon, the armor, the armor dissipates the energy. So all the stormtroopers going down are actually just knocked out. That's how they get around that, too. Yeah. Was it discussed? <clears throat> was it discussed amongst the Bad Batch? Like, why are they stunning? All, all the clones? Well, I mean, they still think of them as their brothers, man. Yeah, that's, they've done that throughout the entirety of the show. Okay. Yeah. It, it just been a minute. I couldn't remember. They didn't, they didn't want to kill other clones. I mean... But now they don't care. No, they do. They, they were stunning the clones in this episode. Oh, they stunned them. Yeah, with the rings. You saw the rings coming out of the blaster? There is the exception when Wrecker took the tank like, yeah. gun off of the uh, old droid tank and he just started like blasting. <laughs> that was not set to stun. That was set to destroy. He started blasting. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think that he killed anyone though. He was not aiming to kill. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe that was just a. Uh, I think if, if anybody was going to aim to kill, it would be Wrecker. I did thoroughly enjoy these first two episodes. Uh, I wonder if we're going to get any more of the uh, the uh, the lab in the mountains where Nala say, I believe that was her name, uh, at the end of Bad Batch season one, where she's she pulls up to the mountain with the Doctor Perching looking guys, probably a cloning facility of some sort. I'm sure that'll come back. They're just not giving everything away in episode one. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I mean, think they haven't even shown Crosshair yet. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to see what his role is in this, because I thought we would at least get a glimpse, you know, of what he's doing now. Well, you know, uh, Rampart, is that his name? Yes. Yeah, Admiral, Admiral Rampart. Rampart. He might call him in now that he knows the Bad Batch is still out there. That's going to be the thing, because he's got to have to kill the Bad Batch before they make a name for themselves and get other Imperials involved. Well, he's going to want them gone because the Empire thinks they're dead. Right. That's why he's going to pile in Crosshair to go find yeah. them and, and actually finish the job, you know? That's my take, my spin, my guess. I think it's a good one. It's a good guess. Uh, we, we got some uh, Wanda Sykes this episode. That was something that I noticed that kind of stuck out to me. It was really random. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was random. I think it's just a, a very recognizable voice. It feels random. One, just Wanda Sykes. Just because, I mean, that's how Wanda Sykes is. She's in a lot of random stuff. 
She is. She was so much random stuff. What was she? I I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, who who was she? She was the pirate first very beginning. Yeah, in the first. Oh, Fee. Fee. Oh, that was Wanda. Gotcha. Yeah, and she does turn up weird places. She was the witch in an episode of Bubble Guppies that my kids were watching the other week. That was. That's what I'm saying. See, she does all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. And every time I hear Wanda Sykes in something when she's not like playing. Uh, like a human, like it kind of takes me out of the moment because I'm like, that's just Wanda Sykes, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. It was really hard to watch. She was like, why well, go going to do that? I was just like, oh shit, that's, I, I know who that is. But I, I hope this opens the door to seeing more pirates. I'd, I'd love to see some Hondo Anaka. I think he would, I think he'd fit in with this show. Hondo appears everywhere and it's great. I think Hondo is kind of like Ahsoka with Dave Filoni, how he loves to just pepper in, you know? Yeah. Ezra, my, my friend! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish I wish he would have been an Obi-Wan. Uh, I wish we could have seen a live-action Hondo just pop up somewhere. But I think Hondo would work better in The Mandalorian, if anything. Probably. Probably. But I think just with kind of what the Bad Batch is doing now, Running the jobs for Sid and kind of in on the gray side of morality, if you will, I think it's a, a good space for them to kind of explore the underbelly of the galaxy a little bit. He was not on the Crab Island in the first episode. Yes, he was not on Crab Island. I don't think that's a place anyone really wants to be. All right, so I have I have a comment and a thing to say in this scene where they're in Count Dooku's office room, right? Are you following me? You remember that? Yeah. It's in season or season two, episode one, and mm-hmm. then at the end of, of episode one, kind of beginning episode two, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. The glass is broken. Did y'all notice that? It, Count Dooku's glass is broken. I noticed, yeah. I noticed it was broken, okay. but I didn't. So the connection, I think, that they're trying to make is in the Clone Wars, Asajj Ventress and her night sisters attack Count Dooku at his home in one episode, and he flings right. them out the window, breaking the glass. Oh, the pajama episode. So my my point is, the richest man in the galaxy couldn't afford to replace his window in the, in between that point and before he dies in episode three. Or are they trying to say that happens right before episode three? Could be. I mean, it did happen pretty late in the series. It's hard to tell because the Empire probably cuts costs all the time. But he's not well, Count Dooku is not with the Empire at all, though. Yeah. If anything, he what was the Empire's mean? enemy. He was a separatist. Yeah. I mean, he was with Darth Maul, and he was part of that whole twist by Palpatine. Yeah, but that's the separatist. Palpatine was on both sides, that's, bro. It's <laughs> the same. Ugh. It's not. It's not. He was against the Republic. That turned into the Empire. But I, when would Count Dooku even be home? Like he was, you know, I know he was at home that one time in his pajamas when they attacked. Well, like him. he flung, he flings, he flings the Night Sisters out the window, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna go to to Coruscant and attack the, the, Coruscant with my fleet. And like that's go steal power. That's my head cannon. It's my headcanon now. That's how it happened. I like it. Uh, I hate that we didn't get to see someone carting off like a set of Dooku's pajamas, though. They're very, very Hugh Hefner-y. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that episode. He's in his pajamas fighting off these Night Sisters. Yeah, that is that is my favorite. That is my favorite costume to wear on Battlefront Two. Is pajama Dooku. He likes to be comfy when he kills you. I get it. So let's let's talk about the the ending of uh, episode two. I know we were talking about kind of getting more in depth with that. Um, so Rampart is talking to Wilco. Wilco refuses to alter his report to make Rampart look good. Um, he said he's not sweeping it under the rug, and Rampart puts a blaster in his chest and blows him away. Falls off the cliff, dead. I mean dead that was cold <clears throat> yeah ruthless and i didn't see it coming 
I thought he was going to comply nope. at first. I thought he was going to comply. And then, like, that was going to be a whole, like, theme between them. Like, he's trying to out, they're, you know, they're kind of at odds with each other throughout the whole series. But no, they just take care of it right then and there. But I do think that this might lead to a clone kind of rebellion, if you will, in the Empire. Because they're going to wonder where Wilco went. Right. I think think they're going to find him. And to build on that a little bit, Blake, um, you know, there's a debate here about did uh, the Captain Wilco disobey orders? Or does does he report? Maybe he doesn't report to Admiral Rampart. So maybe that's the loophole in this philosophy. But um, there's a you know, speculation that the inhibitor chips are wearing off. Yeah, it, it's in the trailer. I know that there's one scene that um where they said you know the uh, the clones are starting to resist the inhibitor chips. Yeah, last season several clones defected, or at least uh, would not try to like capture the Bad Batch in that last, or one of the last episodes. Yeah, when they go um, to Ryloth. Uh, what was it? Was Ryloth? Ryloth, mm-hmm. yeah. When they go to Ryloth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think cannot... I think you're right, Blake. I think they're definitely building up to that, possibly as a, as a climactic moment in this season. Yeah. It would, it would be cool to see, and we know that the Empire is rapidly trying to get rid of the clones. They want to enlist uh, just regular civilians to become part of uh, the Imperial Army, to become stormtroopers, soldiers. So we're going to see, I think we're going to see like a mass, I guess, laying off of clone troopers. Because we know that they don't, you know, from watching Rebels, we know that they don't just kill them all, which is surprising. Um, I want to know why they didn't just kill them all. But Yeah, but you also don't see like a bunch of clones in you know, the, like, episode four, episode five, you don't see a bunch of of clones walking around. That's because of the rapid aging. Well, I know, but you, but if they're not, that's what I'm saying. If you're saying they're not all being killed, then I mean, and some of them defect, then there, you, you'd think that it'd be somewhat common. It would even be well known that there were people that kind of look the same all over the place. Yeah. Not, so there's only so many clones compared to the general population of the galaxy, though. I mean, it's only like, you know, point zero 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 something, some bullshit number of percent. Like, you're, most of the average citizenry of the Republic wouldn't necessarily know the face of a Republic soldier. I don't know. I just see so many different ways of, like, how they would congregate together, end up having to make, like, camps of all of the same people that looked the same on Tatooine, you know what I mean? Because they were posted on Tatooine and they defected. And then so there would be stories of like, oh, I found like Tusken Raider stories of how they discovered camps of people who all look the same, the yeah. exact same features, you know? Yeah. And we and we know that they 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 fall on hard times. And Obi-Wan, we see that one 501st trooper begging for money. To um <clears throat> to, to turn back to uh, Captain Wilco real quick, I will say he was probably... I actually liked the guy. Like I thought he was very good um, at his job and probably one of the better, you know, villains that we've Star Wars has seen in a while. <laughs> and this yeah. short arc he had. Yeah, he, d- he did a great job. And there's always a possibility that he's not really dead, but I don't see how he could have survived that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hanging out with Mace Windu. I also don't see, I don't see a why. Yeah. You know, what is the what would be the story reason to bring him back in? And there might be one. I don't know, but I don't think there is. I don't I think, think there really is a need. Yeah, I think he's done his part, and I think, like we've already discussed, he's going to be kind of the uh, the ignition, the spark that kind of sets off a bunch of clones, or at least at least that um, that platoon of clones. No, nah, no one's going to know. The whole point of that is because there's no way that anybody's going to know that he killed that. The other, the other clones will know that he's not there anymore, and yeah. they've been serving yeah. under him for a long time at this point. Where is Crosshair during all this? Yeah. Nobody knows. We don't he's know. Hanging. Yeah, because I mean, it's not confirmed. Did he say he was going back to the Empire last season? I don't remember. I should have watched the last episode of last season to kind of prep, but they leave him on Camino, and we presume that he contacts the Empire, but we don't know. I'm sure he's conflicted at this point. Well, if they... Yeah, maybe he's bounty hunting. So listen to this, though. If he contacts the Empire and they come and bring him off of Kamino, 
and he didn't tell them that the Bad Batch is still around, and now they find out the Bad Batch is still around, like, what's that going to do to the relationship between Crosshair and the Empire? He's definitely somewhere solo. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to know where he's ended up. He's, he's somewhere. Not if he's working. Not if he's working with Rampart already. And Rampart was the admirable ad, admiral. I can't speak right now. <laughs> the guy in charge of the fleet above Camino, right? Yeah, but but Rampart yeah. thought they were dead. Like he had he had no idea yeah. that they had survived until Wilco told him. So if Crosshair yeah. knew the whole time. Rampart would Crosshair not could have lied. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm but saying. That's the thing. If Crosshair lied, then if he's Crosshair be lied in about it or lied about seeing him, I guess I don't know. And you would also think that if he did lie, then there at some point there would have been a scene where he, because because what's going to end up happening is we're going to have to have a scene where he's going to walk into you know Crosshair in some kind of a prison cell, and he's going to be like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And that just feels weird without bringing any pre into it you know what i mean so i think that what blake is trying to say or what blake brought up is probably more accurate that he actually didn't go back to the empire that he probably is off by himself that's what i think i mean because maybe i just don't see that making sense for him just to walk and be like why didn't you tell us without being like him lying without ever showing showing a scene of him lying i will say this about the rampart shooting wilco is that his name yeah, yeah, Captain Wilco. I think it is a bit of a symbolism for the Empire killing off and taking over the GAR, Grand Army of the Republic. And then also it, it shows the kind of nature of the new Imperial Army. They'll falsify documents. They'll crawl oh. up the ladder. They'll kill off people. They, ha- they have that Sith mentality, whereas the the clones still have ultimately a kind of a good brotherhood where they want to complete the mission, care for their brothers, mostly do good, what they think is good at least. And they kind of think the empire is right. Yeah, they do. I think that they are, they are just doing their duty, doing some duty. Good soldiers follow orders. So it shows a changing of the guard, so to speak. Yeah. And I think we're just going to get more and more of this throughout the season. Uh, where, where clones are just being, um, dismissed from from the army but uh what are we um what are we looking forward to coming up i know we know some things that are coming up thanks to the trailer but what do you guys expect are you looking forward to anything that you think might happen i think we'll definitely get crosshair back at some point that's gonna happen real soon yeah yeah i think I think Rex is going to show up again. Um, I think Ahsoka will show up. You think Ahsoka is going to show up? I do. Her and Dooku, they're everywhere. I think it's very likely Hondo shows up. I'm going to guess Anakin. You think we'll see an Anakin? He's Vader at this point. At this point, he's Vader. So maybe. Probably not, though. I don't think... The Bad Batch is going to be enough on the radar to get well, Vader's we, attention. I don't. Think we that's definitely see happen. Palpatine though. He's in the trailer, looking pretty mm-hmm. evil. So, Ooh, maybe. What about Padme? <laughs> what if we saw Padme? She, she might. She random. might be on Ghost Track Seventeen, man. That's that's the project she may be on. Oh yeah, because she's dead. Damn, dude. <laughs> Guys, what spoilers? Oh, we didn't spoiler alert episode three, Andrew. Dang it. I'm actually excited to see more of Admiral Rampart because he's cold blooded. You know, last se- last season we saw him bomb Camino. We this this episode we see him cap uh, Captain Wilco. So I want to see what else would he do? Man, Wesley likes a bad boy. What would he do for a Klondike bar? Well, he shot Wilco for a lot less. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm pretty excited to to see what's what's coming down the line. I know Gunji. Gunji's going to be out there. The Wookiee Jedi. I can't wait to see Gunji. That's Is he big for hype. real? Is he really going to be there? Yeah, he was in the trailer. So he's at they could do Quinlan Boss. Yeah, Quinlan. You know, since they tease Quinlan Boss is out there in Kenobi, they could have him 
meet the Bad Batch or yeah, that was fight an Inquisitor maybe or Vader or something. That's crazy. Yeah, the way that they they brought him into Obi Wan was kind of it was weird. Like they got the name drop and it seemed like it was going to be super important, and then it wasn't. But we know he's out there doing the work, man. He's trying to save four sensitive kids, so he's out there running around against the Empire. So it's a good chance we could see him. Maybe, maybe he and Gunji are working together. Well, Gunji's only like a Padawan, right? Well, I mean, can you be a Padawan when there's really no Jedi Order? I mean, I guess Ezra was, but. Maybe Quinlan took him under his wing. That would be nice. That'd be cool. I think that'd be a cool storyline. Because no one would guess that. I feel like Quinlan Boss is good with a Wookiee. So, are there any general thoughts of Tech's little friend, uh, Romar? The guy that kind of helped out Omega and gave her some advice. Anything important there? Um, I don't know. He does give her that kind like philosophy. Point. Yeah, that's a good philosophy. And he was pretty much there the whole time. He's he's probably about as old as Dooku. That data core, they, he makes it clear that it's not a separatist thing. It's not a CIS thing. It is Serenian. It's it has nothing to do with the politics of the galaxy. Um, whether that has any significance, I don't know. Um, it does kind of seem strange to bring it up. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would be an important object. I think it was just to humanize the separatists in a way that our protagonist of the story hadn't thought about before. Because they had to have that moment where they were like, I can't remember which one was it, Echo? Right? That was helping him, yeah. Yeah, so Echo was fixing it, and he was like, oh, I never thought about the fact that y'all existed before the war. And like, these are real people, and they're not all battle droids. And and it's probably mm. because they didn't exist before the war. So not I mean they did, but they yeah. were they were bred for war. Well, that's like that's kids. all they know. Yeah, they're literally like children. I mean, they're young. Yeah. Their brains are older because they're bred they're, that they're way. They're about fourteen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So why were they off battling and fighting and trying to get this thing and then all of a sudden they get back to this place and then Omega pops up with treasure and she's just like, I got some treasure. Like, what What was that all about? That was cringe to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I really all don't understand what that was about. Yeah. It kind of well, came out of nowhere. It I, didn't develop the story at all. Like, so, okay. I'll try to answer that a little bit. Like, initially, it, it was like, that was random. Why is she being this little kid right now? But then, and the next couple of scenes, she answered it because she uh, she admitted that she had overheard that private conversation between um, uh, who's Rambo and um, Hunter. Oh, what were their names? Hunter. Was it Echo? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, it was Echo who was not happy with skipping around the galaxy. He he's the one that blamed Omega for everything that had happened to yeah. him. Okay, so that's Echo. Okay. Yeah. Which is why they had their time together in the uh, big box. Yeah, there was that touching yeah. moment where uh, they bonded again. It was a pretty good scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her whole motivation in these episodes are to kind of make up, in a way, for what she thinks destroyed the lives of the Bad Batch. I mean... Now she feels like a burden. She feels like she doesn't belong there anymore because she caused all this, basically. So she wants to get the treasure so everyone could stop working and go live happy lives. <laughs> Makes sense. So the the kaleidoscope. Romar gives that kaleidoscope to Omega. And I think it was kind of weird that that they kind of stressed that there wasn't anything those jewels weren't real in there it it felt kind of like they went out of their their way to to make like it it was kind of a passing piece of dialogue but it but it didn't feel like it was so i'm i'm almost wondering if there's actually jewels in that kaleidoscope 
they're worth something. And they really did escape with some treasure. My, anytime I think of jewels in Star Wars, I automatically assume a kyber crystal. Right. Because nine times out of ten, it's a kyber crystal. That'd be a cool lightsaber if your lightsaber was a kaleidoscope. Or a Death Star gun. A mini Death Star gun. That'd be cool. But yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I'm not saying that's that's for real. I'm just saying it could be. I, I feel like they went out of their way to kind of make that work. I think it helps our protagonist learn her lesson about family being more important than money or whatever you want to call it. That's true. Right? That's true. And then at the end of the day, she it's, had both. It's a narrative kind of thing. It's kind of silly, but it's, it's part of the story. Oh, it was and, silly. And it turns out that she really loves her family and has the jewels, man. All right, so now let's let's get to the rating of the episodes. What do you guys give these two episodes? Let's do them together, like not apart. Let's. It's one thematic story. I, I think it's really just one Three, big episode. Two. Not, not, not all together. We're not going to shout Seven. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Andrew, I'm going to come to you first. What is your rating for The Bad Batch Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2? Mm. Put a lot of thought into this. No, I'm kidding. I think, um, I don't know. I thought, thought it was pretty entertaining. Like I, t- like I said, originally, the first episode was just lead up to the second episode. So I'm going to give this a 7. Because I think that they're not going to release them two episodes at a time. And if they don't, I think that's going to be a huge mistake. And it's the, I think that there's going to be filler episodes every other week. And it's just not going to be as exciting. So I'm going to give this yeah. one a seven. In the hopes that they're going to be releasing in two episodes. And also because, I mean, it was a pretty decent episode. It was a pretty decent double episode. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you. There's probably going to be some filler. I mean, we saw a good bit of filler that first season. I think this is, I think, I think there's going to be more story though. I think we'll get more story peppered in this time. Wesley, coming to you now. Your rating for the Bad Batch season two, episodes one and two. I'll give it a solid seven. Um, I, <laughs> I'm copy Andrew. Um, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think there was a little bit of character development, which was good. And I, I like I said earlier, I enjoyed Captain Wilco. I thought he was a good, you know, a villain character in this. And I was I was very impressed by the wow factor of the ending with a- Admiral yeah. Rampart. And just some other things like uh, that was sprinkled in, like Dietrich mentioned earlier about um, being at Dooku's house. That That, that was like, oh. That's cool, and then um, I also like the separatist tanks that were abandoned or whatever. Like that was that was like a little that was nice nice little nugget. So yeah, seven. Pretty fair, pretty fair. Diedrich, coming to you now. Your rating for the Bad Batch season two episodes one and two. I'm gonna give it a six. Because I believe they could have made one 30-minute episode and cut out some of the battle scenes that were redundant. All right. (laughs) So for my rating, I'm going to give this episode... I don't want to match you guys. I'm going to do a (laughs) (laughs) 7.1. Every inch matters. (laughs) I'm going to agree. A solid 7. I enjoyed the two episodes together. I think the second one was a better episode overall. The first one, like uh, Andrew was saying, just kind of fed into it. It's kind of like a precursor. But that kind of lends to the fact that it just feels like one big episode. I really did like the the character development. I like seeing Dooku's house. I like the uh, the war chest, trying to get the war chest. I thought that was a, a cool mission. Yeah. Um, the big score, yeah. you know. But what really sold it, this is what kept it from, from being like a six or, or a five. And that is what Wesley was talking about with uh, Admiral Rampart just cold-blooded i didn't expect him to shoot the guy right in the chest and let him fall off a cliff but it was totally awesome (laughs) actually that scene that that scene gets 10 out of 10 
that scene gets 10 out of 10 the rest of it's seven i mean i really i can't i can't agree with you more it's like as a, if i was a kid seeing that i mean maybe i don't know it probably wouldn't register the same it'd probably just be like oh another bad guy killing a bad guy you know what i mean but like i don't right. know it really hit deep it was like that was really ruthless for disney yeah cutthroat i hope we see more of it and they went to great lengths last season to keep us from seeing like the the senator on Ryloth getting yeah. shot, like I felt I felt like they did everything yes. their power yeah. not to show us him getting capped, and <laughs> just for them to come right out episode well episode two the the first week of its run and just end with that stunner, you know. Kudos Disney, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Disney. <laughs> Turn it over to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Mm. New Year, new me. The word of the week is. <laughs> That's an expression. Yeah, Master Yoda. Wesley's right. That's more of an expression. Like, it's not. Hmm. Words they are. Um. I'll, okay, I'll give it to you. But that had nothing to do with the the episode. I realize it's the New Year. Um, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Yes. Become host of Dark Horse the Podcast, I will. Alright, pretty lofty goals. Um, not threatened at all. A little scared. Because you can do that lightning thing, even though you're a force ghost. Yes. Cure you, I will not. Not the way of the Jedi, that is. And this has been another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I know we've been on a pretty uh, extended hiatus, but we're back, and I'm glad you're back listening to us. We're going to keep releasing these consistently, and uh, we're back, baby. It's, it's good to be back. Check us out on DorkWarsPodcast.com. There you have links to all of our social networks um, where you can find our podcast, our YouTube channel, our merch store. So check that out. Follow our stuff. Subscribe. Every little thing counts. Comment. Interact with us. Because those kind of things help us gain traction. And we can get others to listen as well. So thank you guys so much for your support. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars The Podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars The Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Read for your pleasure, I am. <laughs> production.